Welcome, CA students in 678. So good to be with you guys. My name's Levi. I'm one of the pastors on the team. It's one of my great, great, great joys of my life to be one of your pastors, to be with you guys. So thanks for tuning in to CA students uh, online. It's going to be a great night. Already has been. Going to continue to be. Uh, Hey, guess what? Sunday, December 4th, 2016 was a fateful day. It was a fateful day a few years ago. You know, I was... On this day, I was working up the courage to have a conversation. And it wasn't just any old conversation. I was working up the courage to ask out a girl named Kayla. Now, we had had quite the history. We had gone out before, broken up, almost gotten back together, but not quite. But here I was on Sunday, December 4th, 2016, and through time discerning with the Lord and with community, I had become quite certain that this was the woman that I wanted to marry. And so even though I hadn't dated her for a few years, I had known her for like 20, literally. And the problem was that she didn't yet know that I wanted to marry. I had to tell her. And so I was trying to work up the, conversa- the <laughs> courage to have this conversation. And my time was running out because Kayla was currently serving as a missionary in South Africa. And she had just come home to be with her family for Christmas. And so I kind of had this, and I didn't really have any particular way of uh, getting in contact with her. It, it was the last Sunday morning of fall retreat. I didn't have any other time lined up that I was going to see her. And so it was like, this is my moment. Like, I, I, I need to talk to her now or not talk to her. And so I was, I was at this crossroads moment. I had to choose if I was going to ask Kayla out or if I was just going to let her go back to South Africa without ever saying anything to her. And I've experienced a lot of Sundays in my life. <laughs> they, they, you know, they come around sequentially every seven days, but this was not just any Sunday. <laughs> this, was, this was a fork in the road. This was a turning point in my life. And I was scared. Was she just not interested in me anymore? Was, w- would she be offended or hurt because of our history? But I knew that I couldn't control her response. I could only control my invitation. And so I asked her out. And she turned me down. And so I asked her out again a few days later, and she said yes. <laughs> and we made plans to meet up. And at that date, I made my intentions very clear. I didn't just want to date her and see what happens. I wanted to marry her, to love her and to choose her for the rest of my life. And she was down. So about two weeks later, I proposed, and the rest is history. And because of that moment, CA students, I have entered into a lifelong commitment with my best friend. My, my, life, my life was transformed. I gained a companion who loves me on my best days and on my worst days. Kayla helps me and she leads me. Kayla is so patient, so gracious, so gentle, so fun, so wise, so humble, so full of faith, full of character, full of endurance. And Kayla, I, I love you. I honor you. I adore you, and I am so glad that I made the decision to ask you out again. See, student 678, I've experienced a lot of Sundays in my life, but that Sunday wasn't just another Sunday. And I know that many of you have experienced a lot of Friday or Wednesday nights. You've experienced a lot of 678s or CA students. 
But this isn't, this isn't just another Friday. The reality is that we all experience moments in life when everything could change. We all face moments where we need to decide which path we are going to take into the future. And specifically, God provides us with turning point moments where we can turn to him and be saved. And I'm convinced that tonight is that kind of moment for some of us here. And so I'm going to pray and just ask for the Spirit of God to be speaking to us as we come to his word. So would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, thank you for being here with us in this moment. God, I pray that you would, by the power of your Spirit, you would light uh, light up light bulbs in people's hearts and minds that they would realize this is what I've been waiting for. This is, this is my moment right now. God, thank you that you provide us with those. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, I'm guessing that some of you at this point might be thinking like, this is kind of unnecessarily hypey, right? This feels a lot just like another Friday night. Uh, Levi's just trying to be a motivational speaker instead of a preacher. You know, your, your rhetoric is trying to get us all riled up. You know, I wish, wish Levi would be a little bit more grounded in Scripture. Well, don't worry. I see your request to read Scripture, and I raise you to a Greek biblical word study. Right? In the, the New Testament is written in Greek, and there are actually two different words for the English word time in Greek. The first one is chronos, chronos, and it refers to a sequence of moments uh, emphasizing the duration of time. And so it's primarily quantitative, like an amount of time has passed. And so if your life is like a path, chronos is like the road that you're walking on. But there's a second word that the Bible, that the New Testament Greek uses to describe time, and it's the word kairos, kairos. And it refers to an appointed time. It's primarily qualitative. It's, a, it's an opportunity or the suitable, it's the right time for something to take place. It's the right time and it won't last forever. It's the all of my training has led up to this moment kind of moment. It's, it's a culmination. If your life is a path, then a kairos moment is a fork in the road that you're traveling on that you need to choose which path you're going to take into your future. And so I wanted to show you a, little, a few of the ways that kairos is used in the New Testament. Uh, we'll kick it off with Jesus in Mark chapter 1, verse 15. Jesus says, The time has come. The kairos has come. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. You see, Jesus' announcement that the kingdom of God has arrived, it was a kairos moment. The, and people, he gave people an opportunity to respond by choosing to repent from the wor- way they were living to choosing to turn around and follow his new way of being human that he introduced. We see in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, the apostle Paul says, I tell you, now is the time of God's faith. Now is the day of salvation. You see, we're in a window of time between when Jesus came and introduced and offered God's grace through Jesus, and we're between that and judgment day. And so right now, we are in a kairos season, a kairos moment. Now is the time to turn to God because it won't last forever. Judgment day is coming, but Jesus has made a way for us to be close to him. Now is the time to respond to that message. One more example, Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. 
Paul writes and says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. We're called to live faithful, persevering lives uh, of persevering service with the confidence that at the right time, at the time God appoints, God will cause our service to bear fruit. And so here's the main point for uh, this talk tonight, is that God makes moments for us to turn to him. Not only has God made a way for us to be forgiven uh, and to experience his love and his grace, not only has he made a way, he's made a path to him, but he also, along our life, he provides us with moments to, hey, choose that path. Hey, choose that path. God provides moments for us to turn to him. And so we're starting a new series tonight called Turning Point turning point. And, and that's really the main point of the whole series is that God makes moments for us to turn to him. And the rest of the series, we're going to share some stories of moments in our lives where we've had kairos moments, where th- it, the time was right and God made a moment for us to turn to him, for us to choose a, to follow him with the rest of our lives. And so I want to share one story right now. Uh, some of you might know that I grew up at, not only at church, but at this church in CA my whole life. And I knew all the right answers about God, you know, but just to be honest, like, I wasn't particularly excited about God. You know, I was, I considered myself a Christian because I knew it was the right thing to do and it made me feel safe, you know, but I wasn't particularly excited about God. But all of that changed uh, one night in July between the summer between my seventh and eighth grade year. I was going to fusion with my family. That's the 18 to 35 year old service on Sunday nights. Uh, And I I was going, my dad was leading worship, and I was standing next to Jake, my brother, and my mom, uh, and I just saw that my mom and Jake, they were lifting their hands, they were worshiping God passionately, and I was sort of just standing there kind of singing, you know, kind of, kind of feeling bored, and I was by no means opposed to worship. I knew it was right and good, uh, but I wasn't I wasn't particularly into it, and I had never even lifted my hands in worship before. But I looked over, and I saw Jake and my mom worshiping. I saw the the joy on their faces, the passion with which they were giving their best praise to Jesus. And I remember thinking to myself, I don't know everything there is to know about following Jesus, but I want that. Whatever they're experiencing, whatever they have with God, I want that. And and so I decided in that moment to do the thing they were doing that I wasn't. And in faith, I chose to lift my hands in worship for the first time. And and when I lifted my hands, I felt this rush in my spirit. I, I, I felt so overcome with love, with joy, with peace, with fullness. In a moment, I was transformed. I just experienced the presence of God in a powerful way that I had never experienced before. It was the Spirit of God meeting me in that moment of worship, in that moment of faith where I decided, yes, you're making a moment for me to respond to. I'll lift my hands in worship, right? And I started crying. That had never happened to me before. I'm like, this is new. And I thought like, man, everyone's probably looking at me thinking I'm weird. That's not true. I was just a middle schooler and 
if you ever feel that way, six, seven, eight, or high school students, just know people probably aren't looking at you. It's fine for you to connect with God <laughs> in a moment of worship, right? Uh, but see, students, God made a moment for me to turn to him. It wasn't just another Sunday night at Fusion. It was a Kairos moment, and it redefined my life entirely. It was the first step on a new journey of becoming a worshiper and being a follower of Jesus. It was a moment that changed everything, a fork in the road. And I cho- hey, I didn't do anything impressive, right? God made the moment, and I responded with a yes, right? And I decided in that moment that I would rather step out in faith and be wrong than not step out in faith and miss out on what God had for me. And that belief, that decision has defined my life, CA students. I haven't done that perfectly, but that's the way I've lived. And what has this meant for my life? It's meant that sometimes I've looked and felt silly when I've stepped out in faith and I've been wrong. right? And when I've misread a moment. But also, it's meant that I have met God in so many places and at so many times. And even the times where I missed it, I missed it going after God. CA students, six, seven, eight, what would it look like? How would our lives be transformed if we were able to lay down our pride and our fear of always having to look like we had it all together and we were willing to risk something in faith knowing that we might get it wrong, but we just might encounter God? How would our lives look different if we seized every opportunity to say yes to Jesus? Every moment that God provides, we say yes See, students, six, seven, eight, just imagine the transformation our lives would experience. I want to share one more story with you. That was when I was in middle school. This is a story from when I was in college, and I was taking a church history class, and we were learning about these, this group of guys called the Desert Fathers. They were these ancient monks uh, during the early centuries of church history. And I still remember this line my professor said, because these desert monk, these desert fathers, they would do some pretty crazy things, like uh, come very close, like starving themselves and like being away from people for like long periods of time at <laughs> a time, you know. And so my professor said they had some extreme practices that's, and some might have been overkill, but they wanted God more. But they wanted God more. And it hit me like a truck. I want that. I want people to be able to say that about me, that I wanted God more. And so the one assignment in that class is that we had to choose one of the disciplines that one of the desert fathers did, and we had to modify it, and then we had to do it <laughs> five days a week for five weeks or something like that. And there, so I was reading up on the desert monks, and there's this one church uh, monk who he made a cell for himself uh, that he would go into daily and spend hours in the cell by himself so that he could practice silence and solitude and listen for the voice of God. And I thought to myself, I can adjust that. And I decided just right now, like, I can do 10 minutes a day, right? I can do 10 minutes a day. And so I decided, like, well, I don't have a cell that I can hide in, you know. But in my, uh, in my apartment at college, I decided, like, I was going to go into the closet and close the door, right, and leave my phone outside. So I was sitting just, like, really cramped in my closet. It was totally dark. And I would just sit there 
for 10 minutes. There were, it was silent. It was totally dark, so I couldn't see and hear anything else. And see, students, it opened up my eyes and my heart so I could see and hear God in a new and in a different way. And it was funny. I, like, I, I set like a 10-minute timer on my phone outside the door, and it would go off, and then I would pop out and like scare my roommates, and it was awesome. you know. But, but the point was that what began as a school assignment turned into a Kairos moment. It was the appointed time for me to learn so much more about who God was. See, students, six, seven, eight, during, in my cell, I learned what it meant to hear God's voice. I experienced friendship and intimacy with Jesus. I learned the sustaining power and peace of just being in God's presence. I learned that life with God is so much deeper, so much better, and so much more than I had ever experienced before. It started off as you're just supposed to do it like three or five days a week for five weeks. I did it every single day, sometimes more than 10 minutes for that whole semester. It transformed my life. My life has never been the same because I experienced experienced how deep life with God goes. And, and see, students, six, seven, I just feel that some of us, some of us come to Kairos moments and, and we don't know if Jesus is going to come through. We don't know if we can trust him with our lives, right? But I just want to tell you, you will never discover whether or not Jesus is trustworthy if you walk away from him. But if you walk towards him, you just might discover it. You just might learn that truly abundant life is found only in Jesus. You'll never know if you never take him up on it. If you never step out by faith and see if he's a man of his word. We all have those questions of, can I trust that life with Jesus is really better than you fill in the blank? whether it's a distraction or a sin or just something else in your life, we, we wonder, can Jesus really be better than that? And, and I think that some of us are bored with Christianity, with following Jesus. Some of us are bored because we've been putting off our old life, but you haven't truly put on the new life that's available in Christ. Maybe we've tried putting off the false security of words or likes from others, but you haven't yet dedicated yourself to listening for the true security of a word from the Lord, the affirmation from the Father that can hold you secure even when other people's words and likes disappear. Maybe you've tried putting off the empty purpose of just a gathering as much wealth and influence as you can, but you haven't yet taken up the true purpose of experiencing God and the kingdom of heaven and the mission of Jesus to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. You know, I think sometimes we think, you know, I'll really enjoy something and then I'll dedicate myself to it. But I think in reality, if you dedicate yourself to something first, you'll discover a love and an enjoyment of it will grow. What if it's not that reading the Bible, it just isn't your thing? What if it's actually that there's a love for Scripture inside of you that needs to be cultivated and grown? CA students, 
what would it look like? What would it cost to say no matter what? I am going to say yes to Jesus, and I am going to lean in to every single Kairos moment. See, students, I could tell you so many stories. I could tell you about the time I went for extra quiet time on my DTS and the way I met God there. I could tell you about multiple stories of confession and freedom and how I met God there. I could tell you the story about the double portion blessing. I could tell you about the warrior shepherd prophecy. I could tell you about my wind waker vision. I have so many stories. I have history with God, and it's not because I'm impressive. It's because God makes moments for us to turn to him. And all it takes from us is a yes. It takes surrender. It takes a willingness to repent, to say, I'm going to turn away from whatever else life has to offer me, and I'm going to pursue Jesus no matter what. See, students, God, he's making a moment for you to turn to him even right now. Remember, Now is the day of salvation. Now is the time to give God your whole life and hold nothing back. Maybe you're a little bit like me and and you need to decide that next time we have worship, I'm going to raise my hands and I'm going to in faith believe that God wants to encounter me there and transform me into a worshiper. Maybe there are other things in your life that you know are holding you back from God and you're hearing Jesus' words, the time is now, repent, the kingdom of God is at hand and you need to listen to him and put away the old things of your life and say yes to his free gift of grace and walk in his way, not our old way anymore. See, students, six, seven, eight, whatever it looks like for you, Make the decision. Be resolute to say, I'm going to step out in faith. Even even if I'm wrong, I'm going to step out in faith and I'm going to meet God there. CA students, God makes moments for us to turn to him. This is a moment right now. I just want to encourage you. Maybe the Lord is putting something on your heart. He's stirring you. You know Uh, Even if you don't want to, there's this sort of action step that's coming to your mind. Maybe you need to tell your parents something. Maybe you need to, uh, I don't know, uh, put your computer away. I don't know. There are a million different ways that God is calling us to deeper discipleship. He's calling us along the journey of faith with him. I just want to encourage you, don't let tonight or whatever time you're watching this, don't let today go by without telling someone about this moment that God is making for you. If you need to text me, please text me. It, there are so many volunteer leaders at 678, other pastors, whatever it is. Maybe it's your parents. Maybe it's a friend. Text someone. Tell someone. Whatever it takes, tell someone about this moment that God is making for you. And then choose, no matter what, I'm going to walk this path with Jesus. God is making opportunities. He's making moments for us to turn to him. And all we have to do is say yes and follow him with all of our lives, and we will experience life more abundant than we could ever imagine. Let me pray for us and just commit and dedicate ourselves to this process. So Lord Jesus, thank you that you are so gracious, that you are so patient with us, that you didn't just make a way for salvation, but you made moments along our lives to continually invite, invite, invite us to give all of our lives to you. And when we give all of our lives to you, 
every single part of us is brought into abundant life. And so, Lord Jesus, I pray for students everywhere that are hearing uh, your, the loving tug on their hearts from you towards some step of obedience, to some step of worship, to some step of confession, whatever it would look like. God, would you bring a resolution into every person's heart to say yes to you, to take that next step of following you? Lord Jesus, we love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. CA students, I'm proud of you. Six, seven, eight. Hey, let's keep taking the next step of following Jesus together. Love you guys. See you next time.